Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Ooh, we. Uh, Y'all wake up a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, boo. <laughs> Amen. Um, this is a good day to be alive, and we honor God for being, being alive. Um, sometimes we allow stuff to get in the way. Get the stuff out the way. Let God have his way. If you do that, not just in this service, but in your life, if you do that, you'll see you'll live a better life. Amen? Amen. Um, it's an honor to be here and then with another opportunity to minister um, God's word, but not just to minister the word. It's just good to be in God's house, to be around God's people, and um, we glorify him for it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into the word. Um, so that I can see if I can get some of this out of me. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to, well, actually, it's two passages of Scripture, and you may not have to turn your Bibles, but Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, and Romans 8, 28. Genesis 50, verse 20, uh, and Romans 8, 28. Wow, that came out crazy. Uh, we fix it between the next service. Um, Genesis 50, 20, Romans 8, and 28 uh yeah all right thank you sir thank you sir we have some lights um i also want to mention why you're finding that um last sunday we didn't say anything about it um but i thought about it just a minute ago while i was sitting over there on the keyboard last sunday marked the one year anniversary of the eight o'clock service amen we've been doing this for one year Amen. Amen. One year. Um, so um, we honor God for that. We thank him for that. Um, but now that tells us now we got some work to do. Amen. Amen. Because after one year, we need to fill up some more seats. Amen. Amen. I've proven to, the, to you now that I meant business when I said one hour. After a year now, you ought to know we have a one-hour service. And so um, invite your neighbors, invite your friends, invite folk that want to go to their own church at 11 o'clock but want to visit your church. Tell them to come to 8 o'clock service. One hour, one hour. Minister Hunt, Elder Hunt and I were at a meeting last night, and there was this lady who was talking to us. I think she thought we was cute. Um, I think so. I think, Hunt, she was trying to do that old club pass thing at us. But we were being sanctified. Um, and uh, so we were sitting there, and she just struck up a conversation and um, throwing a little stuff out there. You know, you know, I'm single. Me and Hunt looked at each other like so. <laughs> uh, but she started asking us about our church. And so we were explaining about the church, and we were telling them, come, come. So she was like, well, I don't want to be in church all day. Um, and I was like, 8 o'clock, come to 8 o'clock service, one hour, one hour, one hour. And I barely make that every Sunday, so come and join us. I will do that if y'all ain't but one hour. Okay, come on, come on, you know. So somebody might come in here looking crazy, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, it does mark one year, last Sunday, one year. Amen. Genesis 50, 20, Romans 8, 28. Those of you who are watching 
us online, God bless you. Welcome to Restore Life Bible Church Online. You have now tuned into the dangerous church. Um, we say here that we are dangerous and we belong to a dangerous church. And so welcome to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do have a dangerous praise and it'll come out at any given moment. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Romans 8 and 28. Genesis 50, 20 reads, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Romans 8, 28 says that, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. It doesn't matter how many Sundays I say that scripture. There's something that comes up in the room when I say that to those who are called who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. I'm in our second installment in soul theology, but I want to talk about this morning. God has turned what the enemy meant. God has turned what the enemy meant. Look at your neighbor and say, God has turned what the enemy meant. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for clarity of thought, excellency of speech. I uh, thank you that you give me excellence in articulation that I may be able to express your heart's desire for your people today and that we will leave here better than we came. Thank you now, God, for what you are doing now and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. God turned what the enemy meant. Um, on last week, um, we um, gave a brief definition of the word providence. Um, uh, providence is the protective care of God as a spiritual power. The protective care of God as a spiritual power. What I have found out is that one of the main underlying forces that pushes the believer through the pains of life is the goodness of God. That is one of the central things that motivates every believer. I don't care what you go through. I don't care what you deal with. But the goodness of God pushes you through the worst of times. Can I get amen on that? Amen. Um, um, I, I, I did some research, and, and, and even in our ancestry or history, uh, uh, Africans who were imported to this country as slaves managed to survive the, hor the horrors of slavery because they held on to the belief that God is good, even when times are bad. Yeah, yeah, they can endure the harshness of cruelty, um, and, but by focusing on what I call reruns. Well. Yeah, reruns. Reruns are the recollections or recollections of blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, something came to me this morning when I was reviewing this. Uh, um, some of us need to recollect some things that we've allowed to scatter. My mind went to the young lad who had the fish and the bread and, and he shared it with the people and, and, and afterward the Lord told him, he said, now gather up the fragments. Although um, the boy had two fish and five loaves of bread, he had 12 baskets overflowing full of fragments. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but God gave it to me this morning, so I'm going to give it to you. Doesn't matter how fragmented your life is, grab the fragments. 
grab the fragments because you'll realize you have more than you thought. You got to start recollecting some stuff, regathering some stuff, some stuff that you let fall by the wayside, some stuff that you just let sky, re sky, recollect, 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 recollect. I'm sorry, but you got pennies and quarters all over your house. If you recollect them, uh, I got bougie people this morning. I'm sorry. But, but we learn how to survive by focusing or watching reruns. Now, I must admit, I am a Game of Thrones fan. I am, I am. Uh, Y'all may not understand that, but I am a Game of Thrones fan. It took my wife a moment to catch on, but she got it now. Uh, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and, and, and every summer... My summers, uh, I'm in mourning this summer because they didn't show a series this summer. They won't start till next summer. But normally my summer Sundays evening is booked. Every Sunday night, booked. The only time that I, I, I just, you know, kind of just let up is on second Sunday nights because I give that to the Lord. But any other day is Game of Thrones. I'm going to be there every Sunday night. But but before, normally before the summer series starts, I go back and look at reruns. I, I go back at, at the series and look at uh, some reruns. Well, why do you do that? Because you've already seen all the way from episode one, season one, all the way up to now we at eight. Yeah, we, we at eight, and, and I've, I've gone back and looked, but even though I've already seen what's going on, I go back. And why do you do that? Because I want to see where I am in the story. I want to I wanna pick up in my mind where I am in the story. Second reason that I look at reruns is I want to prepare myself for what's coming next. Uh, that'll preach right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you got to stop and see where you are in your own story. You got to play, play back the reruns and see where well, y'all want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but even when I'm watching Game of Thrones, uh, the, 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 the misfortunes that happen are still real to me. The bad stuff is still bad. I, I, I follow one of my favorite characters. One of them is Jon Snow. And, and, and Jon Snow, uh, I can watch him now with ease when I look at reruns because I already know uh, the outcome of his calamity. Mm -hmm. uh, sorcerers have tried to bewitch him. Warriors have tried to kill him. Animals have attacked him. Uh, 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 haters have plotted against him. Demons are chasing him. Now a dragon is after him. But, but through all of these things, Providence has used his calamities to make him king. He is now king of the north, and what qualifies him is not his bloodline. Now, uh, now, what qualifies him is his experience with calamity and, and the fact that something, a force, or something has moved him from where he was to where he is is yeah 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 I, I know many of you don't relate to game of thrones maybe you came from old baptist church like like i have had the experience of being a part of and what i found in the baptist church is the same dynamic it's the same thing rehearsing reruns or looking at reruns you you'll find them in what i call soul prayers of the old deacon who would come and put the chair down in the front of the church and then he would shake everybody's hand as he passed by and they were singing a song and after 
that he sang the song, uh, at the end of the song, he would start praying. And he would say, our father, our father, about four or five times. And, and, and the more the crowd would say, yeah, the more he would say, our father. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they said amen too many times, he would say, father of Abraham, father of Isaac. And the father of Jacob. And, and what I notice is that he started playing reruns in his prayer. He said, I, I want to thank you this morning. You touched me with the finger of love. Yeah, you woke me up by touching me with the finger of love. And you, then he says, then you clothed me in my Oh, y'all had that deacon too. And, and, and then he thanked God because God didn't allow his bed to become or his sheep. His wife, you see, they went to Baptist church, so they understand what I'm saying. Uh, uh, and he began to rehearse uh, 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 what God had done for them over the nighttime. You, I thank you that you, 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 you that, that mercy suits my case, which meant that I should have deserved justice, but, but mercy, he started to play rerun. Somebody say rerun. It is the use of reruns that Apostle Paul uses when he states in Romans, with that, that's why he states with such conviction in Romans, and we know that all things work together. He's able to say this because he has rehearsed reruns and and so he says all things work together for good of them who are called who are who work together to good for good to those who love God and those who are the call according to his purpose he also now goes into Philippians and he says in four and eight he says uh, 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 you ought to watch reruns I can show you I you want me to show you Apostle uh, Paul says you should watch look at your neighbor and say neighbor Apostle Paul told us to watch reruns. I'll show you. Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, my brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things you got to learn how to recollect your blessings as a matter of fact the recollections of blessings is the way that believer uses as proof of god's providence now 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 can i i got to qualify that statement because truth of the matter is the providence of god cannot necessarily be defined easily now, I know at the beginning of this message, I gave you a general definition of the providence of God. But the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, um, the providence of God is more experiential. It's defined by the experience. Yeah, uh, yeah it is defined. You, you, you can give a general definition, but that definition doesn't quite, doesn't quite touch 
what God's providence is. It really is more explained in what God has done for me. It's more explained in God's testimony, uh, my testimony of God's work in my life. I, I, I don't have but a moment or two, so I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you some aids or some, some adjectives or some things. I don't know if they're adjectives or not, but, but there are some things that will help you kind of give a definition to what God's providence is in your life. Um, they're in, they start with the letter L, and there's three of them, and I'll see if that will help us prove the providence of God. The first thing I see is God is provident in the limits set in my life. God is provident in the limits set in my life. My reruns show me that God has set boundaries, boundaries to my calamities. He has. He has. He set boundaries to my calamities. Even the worst of my hurts have a stopping point. There is a rest period. I don't know if you've ever had hell to break loose in your house, but a home, a life, or whatever. Hell breaks loose, the fire gets hot, and then somewhere in the middle, there's a cooling period. There's a period when the chaos just kind of holds for a second. It might come back, but the argument stops for a minute. I don't know if you've ever been in a good old, good old, good old argument. John, have you been in a good old argument? Yes, I have. I've been in a good old argument. I, I, yeah, I've been in some good fussing matches. I'm going to talk to myself because y'all just looked at me like you didn't understand nothing I just said. Have y'all been in a good argument? I could have stayed home and just talked to myself. Y'all yeah. hear that rat? Licking ice. <laughs> Cause you can, you can. So quiet here. But anyway, anyway, uh, God has set limits in our. Now, I'm a, I'm a priest. Like they looking at me. God had set limits. Uh, he has set limits um, that even the worst of my hurts have a stopping point or a resting period. What's What's wonderful about it is. All of my bad days have not been clumped together. They haven't. They haven't. They really haven't. They haven't been put together. So um, I just thank God. I'm not preaching hard for y'all. Look at me. Uh, and so what happens is, what happens actually, what happens is, uh, <coughs> uh, is God has limits. He has stopping points. And they won't, he'll let the enemy go so far, but won't let him go any further. And really, that's something really to give God praise for because if, if he let the devil do all that he wanted to do, you wouldn't be here. And as uninterested as you may seem right now, the truth of the matter is your situation was designed to be worse. And it was supposed to kill you. And you managed to walk away from it with your life intact. You might have been mad. You might have been hurt. You might have been wounded. But you still walked away. Ask Job. Ask Job. Because, because when God tells Satan to go and test Job, he says, go this far, but don't go any further. And so Satan attacks Job now. And I 
after he attacks Job, uh, it seems not to have an, uh, uh, any effect on him. Job is hurt because he's lost everything, but if for some reason it doesn't take anything away from Job. And so Satan has to go back to God to get more permission in order to afflict Job further, which says there, there are levels of permission over your life. That God loves you so that he will allow the devil to attack you, but put parameters on the attack. So that means now that whatever you're going through right now, it has a stopping point. It, 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 it won't go all the way like it's supposed to. I, I, you do know there is more that the devil wants to do to you. He just can't. Uh, yeah, I guess my next service will holler at that point because I give God glory of what the devil can't do to me. I know we like to tell everybody the devil is busy, but the devil really ain't as busy as he wants to be. He's only as busy as he's allowed to be. And so, and so I thank God that all my bad days are not clumped together. Uh, yeah, they used to sing a song about it, like to hear, like, I, I, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. That's the bad. I've had some weary days uh -huh. and some sleepless nights. Uh huh. That's the bad. But when I look around and think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. So as I think about it, I won't complain. God set some limits, uh, 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 you know, some parameters. Uh, he has set some limits to my life, and I thank God for that. I know when we talk about limits, we talk about how far we can go, but today I'm talking about how far the devil can go. He he can't go but so far in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could get you to the streets, but he didn't get you lost out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got you to do some things that you regretted, but also the Holy Ghost allowed conviction to stop you. Before you went too far. Not only did he set limits. His providence set limits on my life. Second thing I see here is his providence. Uh, I put leavings in my life. Uh, I know that. I knew that was going to lose you right there. Limits. Second thing I say is he puts leavings in my life. Let me explain it so you can understand what I'm talking about. No matter what you think you've lost. There's something left. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what you've lost. Life has enough left in it worth living. Uh, I know some things have gone bad in your life. I know there are some things that you wish to God had not happened. But can I tell you, when you open your eyes the next day, that's God's proof that you got something left. And, 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 and that little bit of life you got, you may not feel like you ain't got, but this much life. But that little bit of life you got is worth living. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Uh, and see, I'm finna break that spirit. I ain't gonna let that spirit up. There's a spirit of suicide that's running rampant right now. And and and, and but but this is the funny part. People been killing themselves all along, but just when some people with money and fame kill themselves, now all of a now all of a sudden suicide is now epidemic. Now the suicide is growing because someone noteworthy, and I'm not making light of their suicide, but I'm trying to tell you that suicide is not an alternative because even if I ain't got but a day to live, that day worth living. Uh, 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 uh. If you want to beat the spirit of suicide, number one, what you got to do, this ain't my notes, but it's in the room. You, What you got to do is become the first president of your own fan club. You got to be your own fan. You got to...
You got to be well. You got to be your own fan. You got to be somebody that says, you know what? If I don't love nothing else, I love God and I love me. I love God and I love me. And so if I love God first, I know he got my back. And if I love me, I know I got another day to live and I'm going to live it. Yesterday was hell, but today going to be better. It might still be hot, but I feel a breeze coming from somewhere. I'm going to live. I'm going to look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to live. Mm, yeah, yeah. God is not going to allow the devil to squeeze all the life from living. Uh, yeah, I told you he sets limits, but he also gives leavings. I, I go back to Job if you ain't got nothing else to do. All right, Job, come back, come back. I know that God set limits on what Satan could do to your life, but what happened? He says, even though God allows Satan to take stuff, he still left stuff. Mm -hmm. I know what did he leave what did he leave he took all your cattle at one time but nowhere in the story did you see that Job was hungry so somewhere somehow he left him something to eat a whirlwind came and it took his house it destroyed his house at one time take that down it's too much it destroyed his house at one time and then when it destroyed his house he had, nowhere did you see that Job was homeless he left him something. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, he took all of his children, but left his wife and her ability to produce and his ability to make. Uh, you took all my children, but you left me with the tools to make some more. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to. There's a difference between lost and gone. Uh, uh, let me see if I can preach it where you can reach it when you lose $20 in your house the $20 is lost but the $20 ain't gone because somewhere in your house you know you got $20 and all you got to do is wait for a time and opportunity and that 20 will show back up you, you may have to look under some stuff you may have to move some stuff around you may have to clean up in some places that you ain't cleaned in a while and realize that that money look here, tell your neighbor that if it's lost don't mean it's gone mm, no matter what there's still some life left. There's still some hope left. There's still some time left. There's still some purpose left for you. No matter what. I don't care what the prognosis is. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the pain is like. There's still some life left. And if you like me, you're going to squeeze. My daddy said something the other day, the other Sunday back there. Uh, I don't like to hear my daddy talk about dying, but dying is an inevitability. Mm -hmm. But my dad said, he said, one one thing you ain't got to worry about. I'm not going to lay down and die. My daddy said, my desire is I want to keep going to everything way out. I won't drop dead. I want to be doing something. Whether I'm playing golf or whatever, I want to be doing something. I don't want to just fade away. I want to just run away. This wore out, this tired, I done got all I can get out of it. I can't stool to take another step. I can't breathe another breath, and then I want the Lord to take me. And I don't like to hear my dad talk about that, but I understand what he's talking about. What he's saying is, I'm going to squeeze every bit of life out. It's like squeezing a lemon in some good lemonade. You don't want to lose none of it. You want to get it all. You want to get it all in the glass. So sometimes you got to squeeze it with your hand. If you're bougie and got one of them lemon things that you'll get it and you'll turn it. But if you ain't bougie, you'll get a butter knife. 
and stick that knife down in the center of it and then just go to turn it and look how y'all doing. And you go to rolling that lemon to make sure that all the juice gonna come out and, and then when you squeeze it, there ain't nothing left in the lemon. Then you start getting the pulp and mash all the pulp. To, look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, yeah, you got to get, look at your neighbor and say, you got to get all you can get out of life. God always needs God sets limits. Number one. Number two, God has leavings. The thing is, the third last thing that I'm gonna give you this morning is the providence of providence of God is proven by the last outcome. Not only does he set limits, not only does he have leavings, but he also has last. The providence of God does not take away the evil's presence. God's providence does not take away evil's presence. It refashions evil's purpose. Let me say that again. The providence of God does not take away evil's presence in your life. But it refashions evil's purpose. Uh, in other words, he takes all things evil and refashions it for your good. Uh, uh, anybody in here going through there's a difference going through means you're having some temporary difficulties going through means you going through hell right now and you anybody 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 uh, maybe you watching me online okay well well can I tell you that the most damnable situation that you facing right now God has to refashion it for your good the worse it is the better it will be I ain't gonna preach no more to you I'm gonna stop right there the worse it is the better it will be so that means the pain that you experiencing right now is nothing in comparison to the pleasure that God is going to make out of it. I, I'll close with this. Uh, 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 there, uh, the children of Israel were in the wilderness and uh, the Bible says that, 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 that God got mad with them because they were doing what they normally do. They loved God when they wanted something. And as soon as they got what they wanted, they turned their backs on God. They didn't worship him. They didn't love him. They didn't come to church. You know, when their back was towed out and when they were hurt and sick, they ran to church and wanted God, wanted the man of God to pray for them and, and, and lay hands on them. And they were early then. They were right on time because they needed something. When JoJo got sick or uh, went to jail, they wanted the church to come down there. And, and, and you know JoJo was bad. He's supposed to be in jail. But you want the church to come down there and say how good JoJo was. You want us to come lie about JoJo. And so... Uh, 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 but 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 when they got to what they wanted, oh okay. Let me see if I can. Anybody can know somebody that asked God to ask you to ask God to get them a job. You prayed, God heard your prayer. They got a job and they ain't been to church since. Don't tithe, don't give. Didn't even come say thank you. Just don't. And when you ask them why they ain't come, they say I gotta work. It was God because you wasn't qualified. You didn't have, you, 
yeah, I'm being too deep. I'm being too deep. And so, and so, and so, they, they want you to be there with them. And this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. God will take the worst of our situations and repurpose it. Repurpose the bad in your life for good. He'll flip it. What the enemy meant, God turns. I didn't even get to my theme text. That was just the introduction. But that's all the time I got. What the enemy meant, God has a way. And it's to the chagrin of the devil. Because while the devil is inflicting you, he thinks he's winning. When actually he's giving God the ingredients to bless you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying, okay, go ahead, do that, do that, do that, do the other. See, God already had double in mind for Job in the first place. But he had to get the devil to make room. See, the devil thought he was destroying Job's possessions. Actually, did God have the devil clean out space? Ten children were too many for the house. So if ten were already crowding the house, what would twenty do? So, devil... Go destroy the house. Remove the children. Get rid of the cattle. Make Job sick so he can realize he really doesn't need to have to go to work. Because when I checked, Job was sitting in the woods on a stump and said, throw the roots of this tree wither and die in the ground. There's still hope for this tree because at the sin of water, this, this tree will grow and bud again and bring forth fruit just at the smell of water. He had time to sit around and talk about, talk to his friends. Their friends came to visit Job. Wait, mate, wait. They came to visit Job. Where they come to visit Job at? If Job's house is gone. That means God makes provision. Even in your problems. But you don't realize it until you play reruns. And look and see, the last time I had a dilemma. It might not have been this one, but it was a dilemma. The last time God made a way out of nowhere. And turn what the enemy meant for evil for my good. That's all I got for this morning. I'll preach the rest this evening because I want to show you what God does for Joseph mm. when he says that you meant it for evil and God meant it 
for my good. Um, as we're standing in the house, Dottie Peoples used to sing a song, he meant it for my good. Um, and that song used to minister to many people across the globe because no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what you're dealing with, good is in it for you. You don't even have to find it. It was designed <laughs> for your good. Just because it's lost don't mean it's gone. Your life is worth living because everything works together for your good. Father, we thank you now for there are things in our lives that we've lost but I thank you that you have not allowed them to leave us. You've set limits that the devil can't touch. You give leavings that we realize there's something left even when we think everything is gone. And then finally, last, we know that in the end, it's all working out for our good. If there's anybody in this room or anybody watching us online that is unsaved, your life has been topsy-turvy. You have been looking for answers, and it seems like there's no answers to the questions that you have. I came to offer you one answer that will settle all of your questions. His name is Jesus. He is the Son of God, but he's also a friend like no other. He's also a company keeper. He's also a friend to the friendless, a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. He's also a rose of sharing. He's all of these things. He can be all of those things to you. All you have to do is tell him yes, accept the Lord Jesus in your life. If you do that, I guarantee you that the outcome of your life would be much different than the devil anticipated. Just receive Jesus in your heart. Hallelujah. If, 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 if you want to be saved, text it, type it in, your, um, in the chat box. There are ministers waiting to minister to you. If you're here in this room and want to be saved, these ministers uh, are standing here with arms stretched, welcoming you into the family of God. You, could, you too can become a part of God's family. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord praise. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. What the enemy meant, God turned. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's giving time in the house of the Lord. We honor God in our tithes. We honor God in our talents. We honor God in our offering. We believe that the tithe is holy and belongs to God. That's why we at Restored Life Bible Church are 100% tithing church. We tithe off of everything that God allows us to be blessed with. We not only tithe our money, but we tithe our talent. We tithe our time. We give God in every area of our lives. We don't just expect God to give to us. We give to him because we honor him and we love him. Amen. Amen. Those of you, I want to thank those of you who, for, who participated in our Sacrificial Sunday on first Sunday. We are still receiving sacrificial gifts um, all month long. So if you were, not un, if you were unable to complete um, the $500 sacrifice or you have been giving on it, we welcome that and we thank you for it. So please annotate that. Um, ask for a special offering envelope. Do we have any left specials? 
So please get one of those or annotate that on your offering envelope and you will get your proper credit. But I want to admonish you, do something. If you were not here first Sunday, give something toward um, um, sacrificing unto the Lord. You got to understand, if you don't trust God with what you got, he's not going to give you what he has. Amen. 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 We have to learn how to trust God. I want to admonish those of you. I know many of you have made up your tithes and offering already and are prepared to give. But I want to challenge some of you who are faithful tithers and faithful givers to challenge God in the area of your giving. Some of y'all are stuck at $5. I get it. You budget that $5. But isn't God worth more than $5? Let me show you. You'll pay more than $5 for your hair. You'll pay more than $5 for what you got on your feet. You'll give more than $5 for your choice of liquor. The $5 bottle, y'all overlook. Y'all go to the $25, $35 bottle. I, would call, I don't want to call nobody out. I would ask what, how much a fifth costs. But I don't want y'all to tell my, I don't want you to tell your story today. Don't tell your story. But you pay more of that than a fifth. And some of y'all who are connoisseurs uh, don't buy that cheap stuff. Y'all ain't buying that cheap whiskey. Y'all gonna buy something that got that smooth. Yeah, that's what you gonna go. You, look how y'all looking at me. My point to you is that we'll spend money on what we want. But we'll give God whatever's left. But expect God to give us top shelf blessings. When we give bottom shelf gifts. That's good. That's good. That's good. And so I want to challenge those of you. Those of you who are just that regular $3 or $5 giver. Go up. Give another dollar. Another $5. It ain't going to kill you. Only thing it does is it challenges God to do more for you. Amen. It puts you in a position to receive more. If you're ready to give, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 I'm still cheerful. I'm cheerful about my giving. You know why I'm cheerful? And I stay cheerful because I have no limits. I have no limits in my giving. I tithe every Sunday as if it's my payday. So in actuality, I'm a double tither and been that for years. I give lavishly in the house of God. The reason that I can is because you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The black basket is for tithing and offering. The silver basket is pastoral love support. Um, if these messages help you in any way, I, I thank you for your gifts. And